Welcome back to the Bible Pillars for today. Jesus, the same yesterday and today and tomorrow. Hebrew 13, 8. I'm so happy to see you back today. And I pray that you've brought your Bible and your pencil or paper or your ink pen, whichever you write with. And I'm glad that you are present. And today we have an exciting study. In today's study, we're going to learn a lot. And hopefully, we're going to learn some things that we thought we knew, but we'll see what the Bible says. Let's pray together. Ah, Psalms 119.18 says, Open up mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. And we say, Lord, let us know it in our head, store it in our heart, show it in our life, and sow it in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? Our study today is a new pillar that we need to know that's still important for today. And it will be dealing with the origin of sin and redemption. Don't that sound good? We all probably think we need to be redeemed from something. So, we're going to see what do humankind need to be redeemed from. First of all, we know it's this sin problem that we have today. Most people, when we think of sin, we think of the story in Genesis 3. Speaking of Adam and Eve. And when we think of it, when we think of what verse 6 says, read with me, turn with me to Genesis 3, and we'll read verse 6. It says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also her husband with her, and he did eat. She and her husband ate the fruit. One correction that we need to make sure we know is it did not say an apple, but from my childhood to now, I've always heard people say, she ate the apple and gave it to her husband. That's not what the Bible says. It said a fruit. So we do not know what type of fruit it was. But we know that it was forbidden. Because once they ate of that fruit, their eyes were open. And when their eyes were open, they knew they were naked and they knew that they needed to cover themselves and they were told that they would know good and evil and they told, were told also that they would even kind of think they were gods. Well, it didn't turn out that good for them. And with that, we need to find out about this sin because if I asked most people where did sin originate, we would think in the Garden of Eden. 
but let's see what the Bible says about it. Turn with me today to 1 John 3.8 and let's see what the Bible said. Instead of thinking that Adam and Eve committed that first sin, let's find out what the Bible says. 1 John 3.8. Turn with me. I know you have your Bibles because it's and some people have their phones. That's a good tool as well, to have your phone with your Bible on it. And it says, He that committeth sin is the devil. For the devil sendeth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. So it says, he committed sin is of the devil. But it lets us know that the devil sinned from the beginning. So it doesn't sound like Adam and Eve were the only ones that sinned. So let's find out a little more about this sin issue. Let's turn to Revelation. Revelation 12. Revelation 12 verses 7 and 8. Are you there yet? And it says there, And it was war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Mm, dragon? We'll have to find out who that is. And then they, he fought against their angels and prevaileth not, they did not do. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven for them. So, wow, wait a minute. Sounds like sin began in heaven and not just in the Garden of Eden. And so Adam and Eve did not commit the first sin. It was actually the devil. Now, when you want to find out who is this devil that we're talking about? You can search yourself farther down in Revelation 12 and the 9th and 10th verse and it explains about the devil. He's called more than one name. He's called Lucifer. He's called the dragon. He's called Satan. So if we looked at, looked it up, we would find out it is the very same person that tempted Eve in the garden. Well, was anybody ever created sinless? Because this sounds kind of strange to me. He was up there with God and he sinned? But I thought the beings in heaven were sinless. That's what my thought was. But let's look at the text. The text in Ezekiel 28, 15. Let's see what it says to us. In Ezekiel 8, 16, it says, and I said 28, it's 15 and 17. That's what it will be. Ezekiel 28, 15 and 17. It says, Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thy were created till iniquity was found in you. Iniquity, that word, 
in the dictionary means wickedness. So until wickedness was found in Satan, he was perfect before then. And so yes, it was perfection in heaven. But you know, we have a choice. We have free will, all of us. Even the, the angels had free will in heaven. But some of them followed after Satan and they went against God. That's when wickedness was found in their heart. And if you want to read a little more about that in your leisure time, read Isaiah 14, 13, and 14. And it tells a little bit more about this wickedness was found in Satan. So, all right, the word sin. What is that? that what makes sin so bad? What, it's just three letters. S-I-N. What makes it so bad? And so when we go to 1 John, 1 John 3, 4, 1 John 3, 4, we will see what makes that three-letter word so bad. And it says in 1 John 3, 4, Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. Hmm, that's a big word. What is transgression? Look in the dictionary, and it says, an act that goes against a law, a rule, or code of conduct, conduct, or it is an offense. So it's something that goes against a law. You know, our civil law tells us that if we go into the grocery store and we get a loaf of bread and we walk out the door and we don't stop by the cashiers, we're stealing. Well, the Bible already had told us that thou shall not steal. So I have broken a law. So that causes me to sin because I have transgressed, went against the law. And so sin is a big deal. It's such a big deal that it has consequences. Let's see what those consequences are today. Let's go to Romans 6.23. Romans 6.23. Sin is what our topic is. And we have to find out how can we be redeemed from this sin. But first, we need to find out what reward sets us aside with this sin. Romans 6.23. And it says, For the wages of sin is death. But, conjunction, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who we've been studying that the Word of God, the Scriptures, tell us about. So that's why we can't just find eternal life in the Scriptures, because they tell us about Jesus. Because Jesus has a role to play against this three-letter word, sin. Let's see what his role is. Let's go to Romans 3, 23. We're in Romans already. 
Let's go to Romans 3, 23 and see what it says. And it says there, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For some have sinned and come short of the No. All, you and I and everyone in this world have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So that three-letter word, sin, we all have to stand in a place to face that word. I like, though, remember Romans 6, 23, the conjunction but, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I think you can say our Redeemer if we keep studying. Let's look a little bit more. Jesus came to this earth because we know that God told us in John 3.16, he sent his only begotten son into this world. So why did he come to this earth? Let's study that. But let's not just look at 1 John, um, 3 John 16, John 3.16. Let's not just look at that. Let's look at 1 Timothy 1 15. It's going to give us another testimony of Jesus coming to this earth. Let's look at 1 Timothy 15. 1 Timothy 15 and see what it says. You there yet? I hope you're following me because I want you to be able to say this came out of your Bible. Not something the preacher said or the teacher, but you read it for yourself. Now, 1 Timothy 1 15 says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Now this was Paul talking. He wrote the book of Timothy. And so he's saying, I'm the leader of being a sinner. Well, if that's the case, I guess I'm a follower because I have sinned because in Romans 3, 23, it said, all have sinned. So I guess we're followers of him. You want to be the chief? Well, we're following because we've all fallen short of the glory of God. You know, we're always looking for someone else to do something for us. And it's hard sometimes for us to accept that is only one person can do something for us. Well, the Bible lets us know there is only one person that can save us from that three-letter word, sin. And that's in Acts 4.12. Let's turn to Acts 4.12. Acts 4.12 says this to us. Neither is there salvation, that's that redemption, in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given unto men whereby we must be saved. There is no way that anyone on this earth or in the past can save us from that three-letter word except Jesus Christ. I often ask this question. I want to ask it to you today and myself. 
Why would you die from sin that you have committed and I have committed and we don't need to? Someone has already given their life for our sins. Why not just be grateful? Amen? I think that's something to think about. Past, present, and future. God is good. Amen? There's a list of things we must do that will help us receive this redemption or this salvation. See how these words interchange with each other? There's something we must know to do in order to accept this gift from Jesus. I hope you got your pencils ready because we're going to do this. and I'm going to give you the text. And I need you to look them up in your quiet time and put them in your heart. Remember, store them in our heart. Know them in our head. We've got to move out of the head. We've got to get into the heart so that God will change our lives. Power in the Word of God, remember? Here we go. Ready? Hebrew 11.6 says to us, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Got that? Faith without it, impossible to please God. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's a few words in your Bible. I need you to just underline them. The faith in the Hebrew 11.6, confess in 1 John 1.9, forgive and cleanse. Underline these words. He's not only going to give us right now what we need. He's thinking about our future too. He wants to forgive us for all and save us from all unrighteousness. Think of it as wrongdoing. He does not want us to do wrong. So he will cleanse us. So it's a continuation. Then, let's look at Isaiah 1, 18 and 19. It says, If ye be willing, underline it now, and obedient, underline that word, Ye shall eat of the good of the land. That's a promise. That's a promise. That's not a suggestion. It's a promise. If you be willing, you and I, we be willing and be obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Promise. Then, Acts 16.31. Underline now. Believe. On the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shall be saved. Not you might, but you will be saved. I will be saved. You can be saved. We can be saved. We don't have to be lost. Hallelujah. We don't have to be lost. Isn't that good? That's good news. And that's what Jesus Christ's death and resurrection is. The gospel. Good news to us that are sinners. 
now. There's a couple of questions left, but I need to tell you this in 1 John 2.25. If we accept Jesus, there's such great promise. And it says, and this is the promise that he has promised us, you and I, you and I, in this world, even eternal life. Now, in this cruel world, we can't even imagine continuing to live in this corruption. But there's good news. We're going to study later of how we will live that eternal life in a world that there will be no more sin, no more dying, no more crying, no more paying the rent and worrying about the lights being cut off, no more worrying about our children being killed on the street, no more sickness. Don't you want to live there? I want to live there. But we need to know that it begins here when we cut off this sin problem. But we can't do it alone. We must do it through Jesus Christ. There's another side. That's not the best side to choose. So I pray today we're going to choose the right side, right? Let's listen to this. In Malachi 4.1 If we don't accept this beautiful gift that Jesus has given us, first his life, for our life, for our sinful life, and receive his salvation, his redeeming love, this is what happens. And that is Malachi 4.1 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that they should come and be burnt up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall not leave neither root or branch. I don't want that, do you? I don't want to lose life eternally for death eternally. So I want to do what 1 John 2.25 says. Keep, help Jesus keep that promise to me by being willing and obedient by believing, by confessing, and accepting his forgiveness, and then accepting his cleansing for future, now, and forever, and that I have faith that he gave his life for my life. And his promise is, and this is the promise, that he has promised us even eternal life. Only by believing, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but will have everlasting life. That's a promise we can take to the bank. You know how you take your money to the bank? Take that to the bank. It won't bounce at all. Hold on to Jesus. Keep him dear and close to you. Learn his word. Put it in your head 
but please store it in your heart because the Bible says it will keep us from sinning against God. I'm so thankful that you've come today and studied with me about sin. Those three letters have destroyed a many. But thank God for giving his life through his son that we can live forever. That's eternal life. Forever and ever and ever. We can't even imagine it. But it's a promise. God bless you and God keep you. Study much. If you're sad and lonely and just feel like all hope is gone, please study the word of God. Help me help the world study the word of God by looking at these videos and studying along with your word and putting the word in your heart so that you can share it when you walk past your brother and sister that's down and help us spread this gospel to the world that others will be saved. If you've never accepted Jesus as your savior, remember 1 John 1, 9. Just go to him in your private time and confess your sins. And remember, he is faithful and just to forgive you give me, but to cleanse us from all of our wrongdoings. God bless you. God keep you. And may his face shine upon you. And I pray that he'll bless you to come back and listen and be with me and entertain the word of God on the next video. Invite your friends. God bless you. God keep you. And make sure you subscribe. So you'll see when the next video is uploaded. Bless your day.